listening to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. This man ain't got no songs that he got to be doing this to. Ed Sheeran. Just like shaking the camera. The A-team go dummy hard. Oh my gosh. Ed Sheeran is such a meme. He's such a meme. I, You know what though? I like him. He seems like a genuine guy. I feel like I could have a good conversation. You think so? With we should, have, we should, have we should invite him. We should have Ed on the pod. Whoa, wait, wait. Surprise guest. I would love if Ed was on the pod. <laughs> Ed. Ed. Oh, I know him that way. Just going by Sheeran. That's Mr. Sheeran. Mr. Sheeran. Okay. Senor Sheeran. I guess I know him better. Ha <laughs> 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 Um uh back by popular demand, I guess. Well. <laughs> people uh people enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you. You did Thank an you adequate for job. Me back. Yep. I you know. I have uh, mercy on people. We talked about like nothing in the last I episode. know. Like there was absolutely nothing worth nothing any of sort substance. of uh any sort of uh, substance. Yeah. I got a text and I literally just started reading it on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I apologize for being. It's the type of thing where the teacher's like, want to read it out loud to the class? They that has to, like, never happened. Phone. Really? Ever in one or of no, the Or no, it was when you, were, it's like, when you were like whispering and they were like, you want to share it with the class? What movie did you live in? <laughs> 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 yeah. And then everyone in the class was like. <gasps> it's like recently you were talking in one of your like last gen foundation calls about yeah. like. High school cliches that never actually happen, like getting a wedgie and like being put up on a flagpole. It's, like it's disappointing <laughs> that none of these things that they promised me and that that would happen in high school that actually happened. Like the bully would come up behind you and slam your locker closed for you, and then be like, "Yeah, never once did I have like a, a big bully from down, <laughs> I see the big bully from down the hall. He's got the, his short friend, and they're like looking at me across the hallway, and they're like, "Well, well, well, <laughs> if it isn't Iaquinto." Like you weren't. You, the big you look hungry. Want a knuckle sandwich? <laughs> no way. Like yeah, like that. Want to open no up a can of worms? Wait, <laughs> is that is that how the saying goes? What? Open up a can of worms. Or no, it was open up a can of um, butt kicking. Yeah, but it's not that. <laughs> yeah, like not, even not even close. Not even close. But yeah, no, no, no food fights. No. No. Uh, there was a food bullies. fight. F- food fight. Food fight at my middle school when I went there, which you went there too. At but Princess Anne? Yeah. There's a food fight. What kind of food fight? The only kind of fight that was at Princess Anne when I was there. mashed potatoes are getting launched in my face. Oh I God. wish I was there for that. I looked forward so bad to those like high school moments that were promised to me in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's true. Like I, I, I wanted to like do a senior skip day. Yes. I wanted to do like... Oh. <laughs> never once, by the way, did I have like... I was like running down the hallway and I saw like the pretty cheerleader running down yes. the hallway like... I, like arms arms wide and then but then stare she, like, at the trophy passed, case wishing that your name was on one of the trophies. she like passed by me and like hugged the football player oh, the quarterback pain those moments you know pain none of those happened. well you mentioned senior pranks what was was it my class or your class who like their senior prank was going into the school and turning all the chairs upside down and putting my God, them on the that desk was the like what the janitors do anyways to clean at the end of the year the seniors thought it would be hilarious we were in the same class, by the way, so don't... Oh, yeah, you graduated early. Yeah. But I'm just... Let, just every, I just let the record the, state... Just slide that in that I'm older Let the record state that I am smarter than okay. everyone. Okay. Um, 
You were the, the big bully. Yeah, I was the guy that was like, well, well, well. <laughs> Looky what we have here. Make like a tree and get out of here. It's make like a tree and leave, you moron. It's from Back to the Future. Sorry that for all the antiquated references. Thank peak. you. Um, their prank, which, by the way, this podcast is spiraling out of control once I was again. Just about we to have say, a real topic today. We'll get back to it, but first, you had to tell about um, the senior prank. Their senior prank was, uh, gen- uh, was genius of sorts. Um, at the end of the year, you know, when people usually pack up the school, right? you know, clean the school and stuff, they thought it'd be hilarious, and it was, to find every chair and uh, turn it upside down. But those chairs, get this, they're not supposed to be upside down because people sit in them. But like when you have to go to like sit in it, you have to turn it right side up. Got him. Freaking genius. And anyways, with that. <laughs> the class before let a pig loose in the school. Did they? Yes. Gosh. Chickens and pigs. Which was, that's baller. That's baller. Between the chairs upside prank. down, mid. I didn't have a senior prank. I didn't. Was that, was that our class who did that? The chairs upside down? I think that was the class before. Class. I have no idea. I was kind of tapped out senior year. Yeah. Well, I mean, our school was online. It, there was no... Th- so we didn't have online. a senior prank because it was online. No. Dang. <laughs> Everybody turned their camera off and muted sucked. at the same time. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, high school is kind of like lame. Not going to lie, it was a big letdown. Like, I tried to make freshman year so much like uh, an 80s movie. It wasn't. No. Um, sophomore year, kind of the same. Senior year. It was all just online. I remember one time, it, I would think I joined English class, yeah. and I washed my face. Oh, in front of the class? I remember you told me you were so it. devastated. I think about it, like, every day. I was, like, <laughs> full face in the sink, like, just, like, splashing. I looked over. I was like, no. That's but, so awkward. Yeah. I, awkward. I think about it daily. On that note, you had something to talk about today. <laughs> yes. What okay. did you want to talk about? This is something I've been thinking a lot. This is such a left turn. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you like edit that noise in over here? <laughs> Anyways, okay. So this is something I've just been thinking a lot about lately is how, and I know there's a lot of cliche sayings about it, but especially since this podcast is aimed towards young people, this is something I feel like they deal with a lot is like God will call you to do, he has a calling for every single person's life. He has a specific calling for your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, when God speaks that to them, they think I'm not qualified or I can't do that. And I feel like mm-hmm. this is such a great topic to talk about with you because- Because I'm unqualified <laughs> in every regard. In every way. Is that really what I you mean, want to talk about it with no, me? No, no, no. I feel I like was this saying, is a great, God uses stupid people. I feel like it would no. be a great thing to talk to you about this. No. Your expertise. No, I was saying- <laughs> Yeah, what were you saying? I was saying because you hosted a big revival at such a young age when I feel like a lot of people feel called to do stuff like that, but they think, oh, I'm not qualified. I'm too young. I'll never be able to afford it. For the record, I don't know what your definition of big is, but that was not big. I thought it was big. It, was, it seemed big to me. You got plenty of soul saved. I know. Uh, <laughs> plenty, but not hey. big. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like It was a, it was a big There's thing. There's people who drove in... You had a yeah. financial miracle from that. Yes. And so I feel like that was a huge faith booster to me because, you know, even though you were definitely not <laughs> Jeez. No. I just mean like you overcame like any anything that might have been a like negative, yeah. you overcame it because God called you and you knew that everything would fall in line. And I feel like that's a great message for young people who, you know, 
whether it's like even just to go to Bible college, it takes yeah. faith. And you have to realize that even if you're not qualified in the natural, God yeah. has like God qualifies you. Yeah. I think I no, that's that's true. Like there were moments where I thought to myself, you know, I was seventeen. Right. And so like I thought to myself, like, who's gonna show up? Like, you know, like uh, you know, like seriously, like what, what's the, uh, you know, I can't preach. The, I was, to me, pr- the thought of preaching three nights in a row was like so scary. I was like, what if, what will I say night three if I've already preached night right. one? <laughs> so like, that was like a huge thing to me. But, um, yeah, it, a lot of it was just, uh, yeah, God, it, the, the, I don't know if you shared the cliche that God doesn't call a qualified. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, which I was joking with you beforehand uh because like that is such a cliche it's like you you've never heard of it no I, i've never heard i'm of surprised it. because like i don't care like every it seems to me that every pastor's wife like that's like their bumper sticker okay <laughs> even though it's cliche though it does rain true you know it is true it yeah. is true it is true i mean like it's you cliche. look at i mean you can you can look at anyone there's so many people in the bible that naturally had nothing no like, like nothing to them. Like, you know, look, you look at Moses. He was, uh, he, he was uh, a great, uh, he was, he was in Pharaoh's house. He was great in the natural at some point, but then he, what did he do? He was a shepherd. Yeah. And he was a shepherd. And so like, he was basically at his lowest point in life and God called him to deliver the people of Israel. You know, you think of Gideon, mm-hmm. he like himself didn't even believe in himself. Yeah. Saul was hiding, uh, when, when God called him to be King and he didn't even want to be King. David was a shepherd. Uh, you look at Elijah was plow- Elisha was plowing fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter was a fisherman. Peter's brother was a fisherman. All most of the disciples were fishermen. Right. They were, um, you know, I heard something interesting. This is Pastor Cody actually told me this that I think it was on the, on a podcast at, for the for the last gen. But he said like the average age of the disciples was probably somewhere between seventeen and nineteen. Yeah, which so Jesus was the yeah. first youth pastor. That's true. Like that's crazy though. Because, like, if they were, like, that young, obviously, Peter was probably the oldest. John was probably the youngest. But, I mean, like, you think about it. What business do they have leading, uh, like, creating, not creating, but leading, like, this thing that nobody had ever heard about, the church, yeah. and, and it exploding, and them being, like, the most famous people in the country at that time? Like, what right. What business do they have doing that? Right. None. And even like throughout the gospel, you see that where they, they keep having that mindset of like, what business do we have casting out demons? Yeah. But all throughout, Jesus says, I give you authority. I lo- like. They were like so surprised. They were like, Lord, it yeah. worked. <laughs> we cast Demon- out demons in your name. Yeah, d- they're coming out like it's, it's actually working. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, and then Jesus I- told him to take a nap. So <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. What? What Bible? Thinking about different portions of scripture. Yeah, I just was like agreeing, (laughs) and I was like, "That's not the Bible." Tell me what part of the Bible that is. When the disciples come up to Jesus and they're like, "We cast out demons in your name," and then he told them to go and rest. Okay. He didn't didn't actually say take a nap. (laughs) Like, hold on. That did not happen. Translation. Um, But I like how you mentioned. I feel like the like top prime example mm -hmm. that people go to about this topic is Moses, because Mm -hmm. you know God like. God comes to him in a burning bush and tells him, like, I've chosen you to set the Israelites free. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to Pharaoh. You yeah. do this big, giant thing. Like, it's not some small thing going to Pharaoh. And setting like, millions of... The the main... Think about this. The main uh, economic driving force of that nation, the slaves, the thing that, yeah. that the economy relied on, and that if if 
swept out from under them, the economy like collapses. Insane. So like millions of people. So it's not just like it, it wasn't a social justice revolution. It was like a national bankrupting of the Egyptians. Yeah. It changed the course of Egypt forever. It was no small thing. Right. But I think I think the best part is that, you know, God comes to Moses in a burning bush. If yeah. I saw a bush burning that wasn't burning up and it just mm -hmm. kept burning, I would say like, you know, like whatever you say is true. Mm -hmm. But God calls him and he's like, but like, I'm slow of speech. Like yeah. I have a stutter. He had all the excuses. Like God didn't know that. Yeah. But then God says, I'll give you the words to speak. Like yeah. I'll like, I'll talk through you. And so I think that's so important is like, it's not us. Like we're called, but God works through us. God provides everything. And so it's like, no matter what you're not qualified with in the natural, God fills those spots. Right. If that makes sense. Like I think about like everything that we do. I mean, like we both didn't go to college. Mm -mm. Right. Um, everything that we do in the ministry, you know, like obviously our jobs are very different, yeah, like completely different, but everything that I do and I know everything that you do, we, we were not trained for, we have no real, like there's no degree that I could point to that says like this shows right. that I'm an expert in this field. Um, but like, it's all through just following the leading of the Lord and, and, and God really helping you. So like, I think there's a lot of people and this, and this, I really don't want to be known as like the guy that like hates on college so much, but I, I think I've said it a lot. Yeah. There's such, uh, Americans are ingrained so hard to believe that if I'm going to do any, anything in life, I have to have a four year degree. Mm -hmm. I have to get my associates, then my bachelor's and then probably a master's if you really want to get into the, the good jobs. And you know, like guidance counselor after guidance counselor will line up to tell you that your life won't go anywhere if you don't have a college right. degree. And I mean, just in the natural, the, the way that America has gone in the last, I'd say, eight years, just in the natural, that's becoming less and less true. Yeah. I mean, think about all the jobs that, you know, that you really, you can go to college for, but it really doesn't matter. Like, think about the fact that there's people right now that they make YouTube videos. Yeah. And they make millions and millions of dollars. They're not, they're not videographers. They're not cinematographers. They're not anything. They figured out how the YouTube algorithm works. Look at Mr. Beast. I mean, like, <laughs> like seriously, he, what is he like 20? Can you look at how, how old is old Mr. Is Beast? Beast? Um, he's 20 something. He's got a uh, hundred. What is it? And, and 30 something million <laughs> subscribers. He is 25. He's 25. And he didn't. He dropped out of college, I believe. He really, as he's doing college, uh, he, he would like tell his mom that he's doing college. He lived with his mom. He would tell his mom he's going to the college classes, and he would right. sit in his uh, in his car and edit videos. He has one hundred and eighty one million. One hundred and eighty one million subscribers. It's insane. And he's probably one of the most recognizable names on the planet right. today. And so it's like you know to say that like you have to have a college degree to get anything done. Um, is is ridiculous, even in the natural now. Right. Like, even in the natural now. No, yeah. Um, God, whatever he's called you to do, he'll not only help you uh, overcome this, what you'd see as a disadvantage, but it's actually funny in Scripture how we see a pattern that God likes to show himself strong through weak people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, all the people that I named, that I named uh, you know, we can go back. Saul, Elisha, um, Moses, David... Peter, uh, all the disciples, like literally all of them, Mary, she was like, yeah. who am I that, so all of these people that in the natural were unqualified, God takes more pleasure in using them yeah. than he does in using 
uh, someone who has a, a PhD. And so, because the, th the thing is, nobody can point to, Peter couldn't point to a degree and say, this is how I'm so eloquent in speech, or this right. is how Moses couldn't point to uh, prior public speaking engagements. He couldn't speak. And so to show that God can use anyone uh, gives him more glory. Yeah, totally. Even just thinking about like you, when you first started youth pastoring. Yeah. So like, how old were you? 17. 17. Yeah. It's was, like, though there were some rough moments as we shared in the last podcast. Um, yeah, there were some moments where I was like, what am I doing? Right. Most, some of those kids were older than me. Here's the thing though. It's like, <laughs> this is true. Which is funny. It's like, yeah. Well, it's like you could, even something like that. It's like, you seemed so unqualified. <laughs> we all saw, no. I'm sure, but I'm I mean, sure like, parents would think like, what is this kid doing? Like, yeah. You know. Like, in the natural, it's like, who does he think he is? Right. But thinking about the fruit from that, like mm -hmm. you had a calling and you were mm -hmm. obedient to it. And like now there's young people who like, like one of them just had a crusade in Virginia. Yep. Like they're all going and doing big things for the Lord. Yep. And it's like, it's because you went after a calling, not after just like what's possible in the natural. Right. Which is huge. And I really like that whole, cause there's, there's multiple things that you can think. You can think, oh God can't use me because I'm unqualified. Meaning I don't have the the I don't meet the criteria. Right. I don't sound like this man of God. I don't, you know, preach like this. I don't. I don't have uh, a way with words or whatever. Yeah. The devil can get you to think that, but then the devil can also get you to think that, you know, because I am sixteen, because I am seventeen, you know, like I've got time. I should chill out. Yeah, yeah. Like the Which more and more I think about it, I'm nineteen now, and you're twenty, right? Mm -hmm. The more and more I think about it, the more I th feel like. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm like being I'm over exaggerating the fact like oh how short is life? But I mean, it really feels like yesterday that I was 17. Yeah, it feels like time slipping away, and like I I, I the more I think about it, the more I think like I I don't have as much time as like people think they do. No, even if I did live to like you know 95, Jesus didn't come back. That's not you know like I want to get done the major things before I'm 20. Yeah, before I'm 21. You know, like this whole lie that people tell you is like, oh, just chill out. You've got time. You know, I was on a podcast with Zach, you know, one of these ones that we did. People always say, you know, like, just chill out. You have time, you know, like slow right. down. It's like, how, how slow would you like me to go? Like yeah. people are on their way to hell. Like what, what, what's, what pace is comfortable for you? Here's the thing. Like you're always going to have an excuse. Like same thing. What, oh, I'm too young to start. Yeah. I'll wait. And then it's, oh, I'm too old. I should have started when I was younger. Yeah. It's like. There's always, an, I think I talked about this recently in one of my podcasts where like you can't just, it's just like the Bible says, you can't despise yourself for your youth. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about this topic. Like there's so many people who say like, oh, once I graduate high, like, high school, then I'll do it. Or once I go to Bible college, then I do mm -hmm. it. But think about if you start when God calls you, how much farther ahead you'll be. Yeah. Like God calls you in that moment for the souls that are around you in that moment. So like when you postpone it because, oh, it doesn't make sense or, oh, I'm not qualified. It's mm -hmm. not just about you, but it's actually about like the people who God wants you to reach by doing that right then and there. Yeah. And so I think about when young people start, like don't wait until they're qualified in the natural. Don't wait until they're older, but they start right where they're at mm -hmm. and go after it. Then it's like by the time you do get to like, say 30, yeah. you're not just starting. The wheel's already going. You yeah. already have souls. You're already in the flow. I'll tell you what, like the older I get, again, 
not trying to over exaggerate <laughs> my age. I'm 19, still a teenager. The older I get, you know, I, I, I realize that really nothing changes after high school. No. So like I used to think like adults, like if they do something that I thought was like, like, why would you do that? It'd be like, oh, they're adults. They know what they're doing. Right. Now I know that like you have no idea what you're doing. Right. Like, like, like most of I'm serious. Like there's adults where I just look at them like I knew you in high school. Like I knew the exact kind of person that you were in high school. Like yes. I knew that person and you have not changed. Yes. Like literally. you're just, you're literally, you're literally living like you're 18 at 45. Right. And so there's so many people that, that I see that that's the story of their lives. I wish I would have done this. They just live with regret in their life. Yeah. Like they live, they live like wishing. I mean, that's time you can't get back. It's, it's, I, I think that that's probably the saddest thing. That would be my biggest fear is right. getting to my deathbed. And realizing like, oh, I didn't do that much. Right. Or like, or like getting to my deathbed and realizing that like, you know, like how, how epic could have my life been? Right. You know, like what, what, what really do we have to lose? We fantasize so much about like what it could be. Yeah. But it's like, what if you just go after it? Yeah. What you if, know? What, what if, if you did like go after that business or whatever? Yeah. What if you did do, do that crusade? Yeah. What if you did, uh, you know, like the simplest thing, like lead your friend to Jesus. You know, I even have to, like, I feel like that's such, such the fear of like, who's going to show up? It's not going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. But like, that's what Moses said. Yeah. Pharaoh's not going to listen to me. And yeah. look at what happened. The entire yeah. sea split in half. Yeah. The, and in fact, they didn't even, <laughs> the Israelites didn't even listen to him right. at first. And it just shows you like how, <laughs> it shows you how unlikable Moses was. Yeah. Like he didn't have charisma. He didn't have like away with words his brother did his mm -hmm. brother Aaron did so God allowed him you know he was like begging please let my brother speak please yeah. let your, my brother speak but it was ultimately God who, or I mean uh Moses who God anointed he didn't right. anoint Aaron like that mm -hmm. you know it was Moses was, was the miracle worker he led the people um so like it's just I would hate it would be like a gut-wrenching feeling to get to 85 and be Man. like what if I just like gave it my all at 19 right what if, what if like I would have, you know, gone out and done that ministry endeavor or like I, I, th that feeling of regret must be awful. And people die with that all the time. Yeah. All the time. What's the saying that the, um, I'm going to have to look this up. You stall the people while I look this up. Hey guys. <laughs> no, there's a saying <laughs> and for an ad. I heard the grave. Ah, hold on. I got to figure this out. Talk to him. I won't, to I won't go off the topic. Yeah, I'll yeah. expand on Just keep it. Talking. It's so true. Like, even like we see through the Bible, like wasted time is wicked. Like that it's the most precious thing that God has given us is time. And when we use it to pursue our calling, to run after souls, to do what God's asked us to do, not just proc not procrastinating until it's a more convenient time. It's the harvest is souls, you know, and it's prideful. It really is pride to sit here and say like, it doesn't make sense in the natural. I'm not qualified. It's not yeah. about you. It's not about, you know, it's, the Bible says it's not by might or by power, yeah. but it's by the spirit of the Lord. Yep. So if you believe that God is able to work through you, that he's able to provide everything that you'll need, that yeah. he's able to uh, even give you the words to speak when you yeah. get up there with a mic, it's like, you don't have to worry about where the people are going to come from. You can yeah. trust that God's going to do the work and all you have to do is step out and be obedient. Yeah. As much as I have stressed to the people that follow the last gen, like there's, cause there's two things, there's two camps and then I'll, I'll read you this quote. This is a good quote. There's two camps that you can think in. You can think, Oh, you know, like 
I I have to become the best I can be, which mm-hmm. is true. Like I work in excellence and I do everything with excellence. I I uh, push myself to be the best in my field. I I uh, develop my skills daily. That's true. You can lean so heavily on that that you forget the power of, of God yeah. is, is a factor. Or you can be like the nutcase who like doesn't have doesn't do anything with their talents, doesn't, you know, develop their skills and just says God God's gonna handle it. Yeah. But you know, like we have to have some balanced approach. As much as I uh harp on the fact that like we have to improve the thing that God's given us, we have to steward gifts, we have to steward talents. There comes a time where like your talents are not enough. Yeah. Like like I'm sorry, it doesn't matter how great you think you are at whatever your talents cannot be enough to do, you know, the thing that God's called you to do. And if you think they are, then your vision is too small for your yeah. calling. If you think that your natural ability can accomplish something, your, your goal in life, then your vision of your goal in life is way too small. Yeah. Um, and this, this is the quote, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you'll find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid. And the quote cuts off too. <laughs> wow, what a letdown. Stall the people. <laughs> too afraid to. <laughs> so lame and it brings me to like, I don't want to change topics. This is good. Don't change topics. I'm getting there. Maybe I'll go to images. Oh. And cut. <laughs> cut to the- Too afraid to act on them. Yes. Look at that. Did it. Wow. Bam. Way to like kill the momentum. You out. should put it in like calligraphy as you say it. Yeah. And then just like dot, dot, dot until <laughs> hold up. <laughs> it's um, coming. Yeah. It's like you, people go to the grave with all these regrets. The graveyard is the richest place on earth. That's a a powerful thought. Like walking through a graveyard and thinking like, what could these people have been? Right. Even just now, like, just like you said, you're 19, I'm 20. It's like, we haven't, you know, we're still young, but I can look back at like high school and think, I wish I did this. Yeah. I wish I did that. And it's like, like, if we're thinking, exactly. If we're thinking about it now, then it's like, well, we're not going to be a fool and repeat our mistake. Like we can run after it now. There's like... The only reason why we're here on this earth is to win more people to Christ. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you said that like like it was sarcastically. No, no, mm. no. I, I agree with that. But it's like as controversial as that statement is <laughs> in Christianity, I agree that winning souls is good. It's <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like I if it wasn't I when hope we get I don't saved, lose any friends over this. Hold up, guys. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I think Christianity is good. <laughs> well, um, but like, it's like, if it wasn't, then we get saved and just go right to heaven. It's like, yeah. why are we here? The whole reason is to get soul saved. Do you want to hear a depressing thought and a oh, funny story? Sure. Um, <laughs> so, okay. This isn't depressing, but the Bible literally says life is meaningless. Yeah. Someone tattoo that onto their arm or life put that on their throw pillow. Instead of your Jeremiah 29, 11 throw yes. pillow, th- put on that scripture. Life meaningless, meaningless. Is life is meaningless. meaningless. Yes. And what that means is that's a perspective that Solomon had. He looked out and he said, everything in life is vain. Yeah. And so I was with, yeah, I, I think he doesn't mind me sharing this, but I was with, um, you know, Pastor Ted. Mm-hmm. We were at Universal um, and we were sitting at the table and it was kind of funny. It was like, we were like laughing because he said to me, it was just like so weird. Like we were having a good time, you know, on family vacation. And he said, uh, he said, you ever just look around, see all these people think life is just meaningless <laughs> like right. i was like i was like way to kill the vibe 
Pastor Ted. Um, no, but we started talking about it. And I said, you know what? I do, I do sometimes think I look around at people's faces and they literally look like NPCs. Yes. If you don't know what that means, like if you if you play like a an RPG, a role-playing game, video game, um, there's there's non-playable characters yeah. that they're just programmed to do the same thing. Just like walk into a wall. Like, like he'll, yeah, he'll, like he'll, he'll walk up to them and they'll be like, hello, stranded warrior. <laughs> and then like you'll turn around and they'll say the same, hello. It's like yeah, they, press A or B. <laughs> they're programmed to do the same thing over and over again. Right. And even at a place like Universal, we looked around. We said, you know, for most people, and this is aside from people, your salvation and stuff like that, but mo for most people, this is like the highlight of their year. Yeah. Going to Universal, being able to go on vacation, getting getting five days off of their job that they hate, right. to go to Florida and ride rides and sit at this restaurant. This is their favorite thing that they do in their whole year. They're going to have pictures of it, and they're going to show their coworkers, they're going to show their, their friends this one week that right. they got to have a, a break from their miserable lives to to hang out for a week. And and like if you think about it, that's the that's the best thing that happened in their life all year. That is depressing. It's depressing. And because, okay, so you think about it. If that's true, life is meaningless. Yes, life outside of, if the only purpose that we're on this earth for is winning people to Jesus. Yeah. Other than that, I literally can't think of a purpose in life. Because no. what is it? E okay, people are going to be like, you don't have any faith. But you have, okay, you, you don't have any faith to be one, 120 years old, whatever. Pe the average uh, age that you die is what is right. like? 80. I mean, that's generous for America, but right. you know, let's say 80, you know, if, if everyone lives till 80, you've got 80 years on this earth, 4,000 weeks only mm -hmm. 4,000 weeks. It's insane. So if that's 4,000 weeks, we've already lived a thousand weeks. Have you ever seen those charts? We've lived like, one fourth. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Have, have you ever seen those charts where it's like they take the boxes? It's like it's a like whole grid of your life. Like yeah. you lived up to like 80 or 90. Yeah. Then they shade in the ones that you lived. And it's humbling because it's like, yeah, we've lived a long time. So but if you think about that, they've got these 80 years on the, the, the earth. The first 18, they yeah. just go to school. Right. Then they go to college, live with um, debt hanging over their heads. Right. Most people. Most people get a job that they don't like. Nine to a, five. A nine to five dead end job. Clock in, clock out. Yep. They go to their job that, you know, they might have one friend at work that they like, but they hate all their other employees. Right. And so it's like all, all for all to build up enough money to go to Universal one week out of the year with their family right. or whatever. And then they show for the rest of the year, they show their the pictures to everyone and be like, this is the best thing. And you look at people and you like look at them, like really like look at people. Like I look at people. Right. Like I really do. Like I'll be in a restaurant and I'll just like kind of like look around and like look at people's faces because I I don't know how people do it. I don't know. I really don't know how people do it outside of Jesus. Yeah. I don't know how people live like that. Like I just to know, because if I wasn't a Christian, I'm analytically minded. So I would think, what is the point of all this? Right. Like, if I wasn't a Christian, I could easily get depressed. Yeah. I could see it. Like, I could. You think about, like, everything that you're working towards is for nothing. It's for nothing. Because think about this. Most, like, let's just take an average uh, uh, job. Yeah. A mailman. What happens if I don't deliver the mail? Pretty much nothing. Right. I, the whole reason I'm living right now, the whole reason I'm building up money and working nine right. to five is to do a job that if I didn't do, someone else would do. Right. 
And so like on its own, that is very depressing. Yes. That at the end of your life, you're going to be like, I delivered mail. Or it, but, and I'm not saying this to say that the, the job of being a mailman is like terrible. If God's saying, called you to do it. You'll be the best no, no, no. mailman. No, but that's not even it. The, the whole thing is like alone. Yeah. Being a mailman is depressing. Being any job, being an accountant, being the president of the United States because yeah. at the end of the year, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, what did it matter? What yeah. happens? Like people are going to, people, people died because you weren't, because you were, uh, in, in office or not in office. People die anyways. Yeah. People are going to live or die. are going to die. People people die all the time. <laughs> this is turning into the most like, depressing. Listen to me. You <laughs> will this, die. This episode is really an encouragement. It's not like to beat you up over the head. Listen to me. Look into the camera and you will die soon. <laughs> but think about this. Like, it doesn't matter what job you have. If you're, if if you're the richest tears. man, if you're the richest man on earth. What does money buy you? Because at the end of the day, you're going to die. What does that $4,000 stake yeah. mean? What does that Bugatti that you have mean? What, oh my gosh. What does any of it mean? Everything that nothing. It means people nothing. of this world like work up towards. And not that those things are bad, but it's like without Jesus, yeah. it's nothing. It it all perishes. It just, it, this, yeah. the whole book of Ecclesiastes talks about this, yeah. where it's like everything that you strive for, everything that you work for, it's just going to get passed down when you die. It's like, who cares? Oh, but I, it's work, nothing. I work for a charity that, that feeds starving children. Okay, they're going to, Instead of dying at seven, they're going to die at 87. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. That's why That's like, why I cannot stand when people travel to, maybe this offends somebody. But, I have a story about that. Okay. It, it really makes me mad. I'm censoring myself. When What else were you going to say? It makes me so frustrated. Oh, geez. No, just I'm trying <laughs> to keep it chill. <laughs> but like when you see people travel across the world to a different country and they're sitting there like making mud houses and they're like, they just leave. Like there's no gospel. Habitat there's no for humanity. I, I went to, I went it's to like, what's the point? Yeah. You just spent a million dollars to go build a house and leave. And these people are going to hell. We were able to go to uh, Nigeria and Ghana and we built houses and gave socks to those who were less fortunate than us. All right, cool. They're going to die. Yes. They're still going to hell. Yeah, they're going to die and you're going to die. Yes. There is, so one of this, these, and I can't even call it a missions trip, but I went on a missions trip with my church when I was younger. <laughs> and we went to New York City for a week. We stayed in a church basement, you know, which fine, whatever. We stayed in Brooklyn. And we would go, every day we'd go to like a different place to like, you know, help out. It was presented to me like a mission strip. So right. I thought, okay, I'll go, whatever. I go there. And, you know, I'm backslidden at the time. So, like, I'm not even serving God the way I should. And, like, it's still ticking, royally ticking me off. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's how I should have like, said it. <laughs> every day, every day we'd do an excursion or, like, go to some different right. charity. One of them was, like, a soup kitchen. And we'd, like, make food for, like, homeless people. And then the next day we, like, went to this school that was near Section 8 housing. Right. We, like, did coloring things with them or whatever. And I thought at the end of the day, at the end of every day, I thought, like, what good did we do? Yeah. What What is the point? What is the point of any of this? Because whatever we good, whatever good we did is temporal. It, yes. It's, it's, it's temporary. It doesn't mean anything. And so like to go that whole way to pay money, to go to New York and like stay in a church building for like a week and all of the, none of the, t we didn't share the gospel one time. Right. We're showing them the love of God. Okay, we've showed them the love of God and they're still on the way to hell. What a bad rep too that you're creating. Like that's one thing before I was saved, before I like, you know, got into this. Yeah. I like I would see stuff like that and I, I thought it was stupid. I was like, like 
Sorry, yeah. unfiltered. But yeah. I was like, these people are going and building mud houses. What's the difference between you doing that and an atheist? That's true. Like, you're just building. That's true. Everybody cares about people. Like, well, yeah. we hope. But, like, you know, we all want to take care of each other. But it's like, yeah, we want to take care of people in the natural. We want to give yeah. to the poor. But I don't want to give you a great life here on earth. And then yeah. you go to hell. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to see you in heaven. Yeah. And it's just like the Bible says, how will they be saved unless you preach to yeah. them? You Blessed are the feet of those who preach good news. Right. Yeah, like, so the takeaway of this podcast is everything is meaningless. <laughs> Life yeah. is apart from Jesus. I don't know how we departed from this whole thing, like this uplifting message. Like God, <laughs> God doesn't, God doesn't this call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Everybody. And then like later on, life is meaningless. meaningless. Totally worthless. Nothing matters in life. Your job doesn't matter. Your family like, doesn't matter. Your your kids don't matter. <laughs> your stupid Here's charity the doesn't matter. It's at the end of the day, like to sum it all up, yeah. it's like your friends, like to the person who's listening, if your friends don't know you serve Jesus, yeah. there's a problem. You are called, no matter like we're all called to something specific, but we are all called to win souls. Yep. So it's like, it doesn't matter if you think you are weird, if you think you can't spread yeah. it well. Oh, I don't know enough verses of the Bible. Right. Acts 4, 13, I believe, says like, you know, they're looking at Peter and John and they say, we see that these are uneducated Bro, you men. you stole my verse. God, <laughs> these I are uneducated verse. men. Yeah. But. Don't say it. I want to say it. I'm just saying, you can say it. You can say it. We can tell they've been with Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. your friends, they don't care about how long of words you use, how many right. scriptures you quoted. They can tell you've been with Jesus. Right, right, and that's right. something even like, I'm sure you've experienced it in your life. I experienced it in mine where it's like, when I received Jesus, there was a total shift, a total change. I was a new person mm -hmm. and people around me couldn't, you know, there was something different. We couldn't act the same. We couldn't hang the same. We couldn't do the stuff we used to do. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, oh, you talk better now. Oh, you quote the Bible more now. It was yeah. like, we can tell you've been with Jesus. Right. So it doesn't matter whether you think you're qualified. What matters is that you're called. Yeah. And it's not that you can't. It's that you don't. Yeah. It's not that you can't do your calling. It's yeah. that you're sitting here being disobedient and not doing it. On judgment day. Your lack of diplomas and PhDs will not be an excuse. Exactly. Your lack of uh, knowledge about uh, original context of scripture and the yeah. historical background of the Bible will not be an excuse on Judgment Day. Nope. It does not matter. Like, you think about it. We didn't go to college, right? The person, like, let's say the person that... Um, you know, that, that, that's, let's say uh, someone like us did not go to college, weren't trained, just ended at high school, right? They, they grew up, they led a normal life, but they led someone to Jesus. And at the end of their life, the person that they led to Jesus, they're, they're not going to think to themselves like, oh man, dude, I wish that guy, I wish that guy would like have some, at least a master's degree. Come on, it's 2023. Right. Some formal training. No, no, they're going to be thankful to God that that person had the boldness to, to step out and tell and preach the gospel to them. Yeah. Because your your formal education, your your knowledge even of the Bible is not uh, a replacement for boldness. Yeah. Your your uh formal training, your your whatever that you can stand up and say like I'm, you know, I'm great because of this is not a replacement for your boldness to preach the gospel and it's not a replacement for the anointing. And you know, I told 
I tell kids this, I told the youth group this, at the end of my life, preaching from that verse, at the end of my life, I don't want my tombstone to say, you know, Alex, uh, PhD in this, and I'm not knocking education, education is great. If right. I get a PhD in, later in life, nobody's going to, you know, I'm not going to be like, I'm sorry for the things I said. <laughs> it will still right. be true. I don't want people to remember me as, you know, on the tombstone, Alex, master's in this, PhD in this, got this far in ministry. I want it to be exactly what they said. Alex, he's been with Jesus. Yeah. On Lester Summerall's uh, tombstone, though he was an incredible man that did incredible things, started preaching at 17, just left his house, like literally just said, had a vision from God. God said, you're going to either preach or die. He had a, a terrible right. disease. God said, you're either going to preach or you're going to die tonight. He said, I'll preach. He left his house at 17. He started walking and his mom ran after him. And he said, mom, you won't see me again. Didn't see her for another 10 years. Started walking down the road and his friend back then with an old Model T car pulled up and said, where are you going, Lester? He said, I'm going to go preach the gospel. He said, where are you going? He said, I don't know, but if I don't preach, I'm going to die. And he said, well, can I come with you? And so he did. And so him and his friend went off in his old Model T car that they'd have to keep on stopping to refill the gas tank with water. Right. I mean, you think about that. And he started and, and he went and he went and preached in a barn. Like he literally told the farmer, he pulled up on a farm and he said, you're going to give me the keys to that barn. He said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are, because if I don't preach, I'm going to die. Right. And such an incredible man that went on to be, you know, the he pioneered. Uh, he went all over the world preaching the gospel. He he started a revival in uh, the Philippines in Manila, mm. you know, a, a massive revival that had hundreds of thousands of people saved. Massive church in Manila, you know, he was headlines, national news for casting out the devil of this girl in Manila. Came back to the states, built a huge church, revolutionized short form radio. Brought when the Soviet Union fell, they were the first planes to give Bibles and food to the people right. in the Soviet Union. Like you think about all that when the Berlin Wall fell. Uh, you know, they were the first people to be in there. He started Feed the Hungry, fed, you know, all these people, all these children around the world. He's dead and the, the ministry is still going. People, yeah. They're feeding hundreds of thousands of kids that would die with food all over the world. But at the end of his life, the tombstone doesn't read any of that. It reads, Lester Summerall, a man of faith. Right. It's... Lester Summerall, a man of faith. And that's it. That's like, that's all that he's, he said, I only want to be remembered for that. Lester Summerall, a man of faith. Wow. Does it matter? He didn't go, he didn't finish high school. He didn't go to college. It didn't matter. He wasn't qualified at all. In fact, the first couple of years that he preached, he told the people, people, I don't like you at all. I don't You're love right. you. I don't care about you. But if I don't preach, I'm going to die. Yeah. Think about someone who's less qualified to be a minister. It would, uh, you can't. Right. He didn't even love people. Right. And he was preaching to them. So he didn't die. But God used him because he was willing right. to go. Right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's powerful. Yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> well, young kids, yep. we're all going to die. Life, but it's true. It's true. Even if you're 12 listening to this, yeah. you're going to die. Yep. At some it D like of old age or, you know, if Jesus tarries. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like you, even just the people you're like, kids, if you're sitting here and you're like, I'm 10 and I have yeah. 70 years, who cares? The people you're around now, it's like you won't be around them yeah. in a week. Right. Spread the gospel to people around I you I know now. there's going to be people in, like that, that are thinking of themselves or might put in the comments like, these people don't even believe in the rapture. I believe he's coming back any minute. Yes, genius. Right. We're talking about if Jesus doesn't come back. So right. Just clarifying that. But it's so true. In our lifetime. You know, we're all, 
you know, if Jesus doesn't come back in my lifetime, then I will die. Yeah. That's just a fact. So get over it. Um, and, and there's nothing that means anything. Yeah. Aside from winning people to Jesus and doing what God called you to do. Yeah. That's it. It's a ticking and, time and, bomb. And being unqualified is not an excuse. It can't be an excuse. Yeah. The things, I think it's so great that you touched on this of like the yeah. things that might overwhelm us or yeah. like our excuses are so temporal. Yeah. Like in high school. I don't want to start a Bible call or a Bible club because it's like this person's gonna think bad about yeah. me. I don't follow him anymore. Yeah. I don't even think like about I, him. I don't. I forgot who, that who dude's cares? name. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? And then the people, even for you, the people who you won to Christ yeah. in high school, yeah. it's like are doing great things for the Lord, right. are running hard after God. Yeah. It's, it's like the only thing I regret in high school is not Going winning harder. more souls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't regret looking like a fool. Yeah. I don't regret looking like an idiot. I, like the other day, I prayed for somebody at a car cleaning place. Mm-hmm. It, I know I looked stupid. I don't care. It's like. Obviously the car cleaning didn't work, but at least that guy <laughs> got prayer. Oh, I prayed for my car. <laughs> Lord, clean it. Didn't work. No, but it's like, it, it when I left, I was like, I know the other worker thought I was a fool, but yeah. it's like, who cares? I did what God asked me I'll to do. I'll never see that person again. Yeah. I was like, well, I hope I get my car cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, who cares? That that could be somebody who's healed tonight. Yeah. What do I care if my reputation is a little shaky for somebody, yeah, who's never going to see me again? Yeah. Who doesn't know my name? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Who gives a crap? It's meaningless. Darling, I don't give a crap. <laughs> what is his accent? That's the transatlantic accent. Yes, you explained it. Darling, I don't give a crap. Well, young kids. <laughs> Life's meaningless. <laughs> Life is meaningless. Life is meaningless.